This episode is brought to you by Wingnut Social, a digital marketing agency for interior design pros. To find out more information, head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your design business? Then welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social, helping home professionals accelerate their success with proven industry practices and expert advice. Hey there, and welcome to Designed by Wingnut Social. I'm your host, Darla Powell, and today we are joined by Katie Martinez and Olivia Waller of Hearth Homes Interiors, and they did a thing, right? They transitioned from being a staging design firm or home staging firm to a full-service interior design firm, and boy, was that a journey. So they're going to tell us all about that and give us some advice, the pros and cons of both, either none... (laughs) (laughs) moving forward. If you're a stager out there and you've been kicking around doing interior design or vice versa, you're going to want to stay tuned for this episode for their advice. All right, before I get into my interview with Katie and Olivia, we have some housekeeping. Finally, Instagram for interior designers is launching in January. Finally, boy, what a robust course that is. We have put our our blood, sweat, and tears into this course, and we know that you're going to like it. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com. Check out Wingnut Academy to be on the list for that bad boy. When it launches, it's finally launching because it just took so long. There's so much work that went into it along with, um, you know, doing digital marketing for our clients. So uh, we know you're going to like it. We've already gotten early feedback on it. And um, I will not mention names who have seen it and looked at it. it has been a tremendous value, a tremendous value, especially compared to other Instagram courses that they've seen in general that weren't even niched for interior designers. So be sure to check that out, wingnutsocial.com. All right, that's it for housekeeping. Before I get into my interview with Katie Leberdet Martinez and Olivia Waller of Hearth Homes Interiors, you know I got to tell you a little bit about them. Hearth Homes Interiors is a Santa Barbara design firm owned by two sisters-in-law, spoiler alert, Katie Labradet Martinez and Olivia Waller. After starting as a staging company and finding success, they decided they wanted to pivot and go all in as a design firm. What could go wrong? What could go right? Their work reflects that highly coveted, quintessential Santa Barbara style, refined and timeless, approachable, livable, and filled with organic textures and layers. And we're going to find, we're going to find out in this conversation what the hell they were thinking (laughs) and maybe why the hell you want to think the same thing. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Katie Martinez and Olivia Waller to the show. Hey there, Katie and Olivia. Welcome to the show. How the hell are you? Good. Thank you so much for having us. (laughs) Oh, I'm thrilled to have you today. We're talking about uh, transitioning from being a uh, staging design or a decorating firm to a full service interior design firm. And uh, that's something I don't think we've discussed before on the show. So I'm super, super excited. You guys started as pure stagers. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Who wants to go first? Yeah, I'll I'll go. (laughs) So um, our business initially started as uh, we did some flipping of houses and we were a staging firm. Um, Naturally, I think our staging sort of led into people inquiring about interior design. So for a few years, we were kind of trying to juggle it all. We were flipping, we were staging, and we were taking on some design clients here and there. Um, And it you know, just has naturally grown from there. Um, the flipping industry in Santa Barbara is just a really hard industry to be in. It's very uh, expensive okay. here. So, um, you know, our business has just kind of morphed into this this whole new thing over the last year mm-hmm. or so. Was it more of an organic transition where clients were saying, hey, while you're staging 
my house? Can you design my new house? That kind of thing. Tell us, tell us a little about how that happened, Katie. There's a lot behind that. We <laughs> would stage homes, um, and sometimes the sellers of the homes wanted us to help them design their new home because they were impressed with how we could reimagine their space in just a way that they hadn't thought about it before and how it felt a little bit more functional. Um, and then there would be real estate agents that would come through the homes. They would see the work and then they would tell their clients about it. Um, sometimes they would just ask for our contact information if we didn't already know them. Um, and they would, you know, if they had a client that was buying a house that maybe needed either new furniture or a kitchen remodel or just, um, you know, paint and cosmetic stuff, uh, they would ask and we would, yeah, we would, Deliver. we what? And we would deliver. And we would deliver. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't say Ask no for a long time. Yeah. We, we were, yes, we are. How long were you guys doing the staging gig before you decided to transition to the interior design uh, firm model? So, yeah, we've been um, in business since 2017. Mm -hmm. Okay. We were staging all the way up until a couple months ago. Um, so okay. this is a pretty new switch for us. Um, but... We have taken design clients here and there uh, for the last probably three three years. Yeah. yeah. The reason I ask that is because um, you know a lot of people are laser focused and on on when they're stagers like that's it that's all I'm going to do I'm just going to do staging that's my business model. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If someone wants interior design, I'll refer them out to yeah. another interior designer. So I'm wondering if when you started the staging business, if in the back of your mind you always envisioned maybe eventually transitioning to mm -hmm. doing the the full service interior design firm, or what was it in particular that made you switch? that that business model and i heard you olivia say that we're still doing some staging or we just we just stopped doing staging what yeah are you not doing the staging at all now no we are all done with okay cool now. so so tell talk about that why what's going on there i mean it's obviously a very you know our business model has always been multifaceted um okay. we in the beginning, I think we, Katie and I both have always loved interior design. It's always been a huge passion of ours. And we liked to lead with that in our staging, uh, projects. Um, you know, we didn't want houses to feel stale or, you know, contrived or we wanted it to feel organic and, and well-designed. That was always our goal when we were staging homes. And I, sorry, just to butt in for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, when we were buying houses with our significant others in town, um, when we were kind of starting to toy around with what's next for us, um, in terms of starting this company, we got to see a lot of the staging that was around town and we, um, we have strong opinions sometimes. And <laughs> go ahead and say, go ahead and say it was crap. <laughs> it was horrible. There, there was just, um, and I, you could tell a different brand uh, aesthetics yeah and yeah, we okay. felt yeah we felt like we could bring something new to the table and refresh the space um and when we decide to do something we like go all mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. so yeah. we're like we're doing this yeah so <laughs> sorry to interrupt you no 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 you're totally fine you're so um, rude you're so rude so Katie. rude sorry <laughs> <laughs> just wait till i like burp in the middle of talking <laughs> So I would say, yes, it was always kind of in the back of our minds. Uh, it was a mm -hmm. terrifying thing sure. to think about, though, I think, when you when you think about taking somebody's home and their finances into your hands and literally creating 
their entire, like the foundation of their lives. Uh, it's yeah. stressful. It's scary. Yeah. So I think we needed yeah. a couple of years to sort of build our confidence and, and really, you know, dive all into the design. Mm -hmm. Um, the big shift though really happened. One of our beloved team members, her name mm. was Nina. She was She's like, like really, our right arm. Yeah. She was my, <laughs> my right hand, my right arm, my right leg. <laughs> she was, <laughs> she was amazing. Um, she ended up moving to Mexico, uh, and she was really oh. heading up our staging company. And when she came to us and let us know that she was going to be leaving, it forced us to kind of sit back and think, okay, what does the future of our company look like? Where do we want to be and how can we really put our, um, you know, put our, our brains, mm -hmm. heads, put everything together mm -hmm. to figure out how to grow this company. And, and um, that for us meant dropping staging and moving into design. So that was kind of meant to be, right? That was kind of a move of opportunity for you. Losing that, it kind of forced your hand to, to really mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. get off the pod if that's something uh, yeah, you wanted totally. to do, yeah. right, the whole time. So uh, which do you prefer? more the full service interior design or the staging which has uh, more reward for you i think both have okay a fun reward staging is a little more instant gratification and yeah. as challenging as like um going into a home and working with a lot of their stuff um it's really fun to see how we can reimagine it's really hard to do that mm -hmm. we yeah. don't we don't prefer to do that when it comes to staging we prefer <laughs> to have like a clean slate and come in because we know our inventory and what works um and it can be really challenging with spatial planning and stuff like that um, sure. with clients own furniture um but mm. we have that instant gratification with staging and um renovations are just Oh, I just love them. They're just so <laughs> fun to come up with a concept and really just, I love, I love the smell of fresh cut wood. So like getting down <laughs> to the studs, like, oh, it's just so fun to yeah, see That's very everything. specific, Katie. Yeah. That's very specific. <laughs> My dad I is a contractor, so I'm very used to that smell. <laughs> I started a whole design firm so I could smell fresh cut wood. Yeah. So we could just rip houses down to the studs, okay. <laughs> just rebuild them. Right. Wake up and smell the wood. <laughs> yeah, wake up and smell the wood. That sounds like that sounds like uh, the new tagline for hearth yeah. home. Is that hearth a stuff? Wake up and smell the wood. Hearth homes and terriers. Um. <laughs> okay, because I had I, when I was doing full service interior design, I had you know, Darla Powell Interiors in Miami, Florida. I'm thinking, mm -hmm. I I know what a complex business model it is to do a full service mm -hmm. interior design firm. And in my mind, having never done staging, that to me seems like a lot less headache. Am I right? Mm. Am I wrong? Mm. Oh my gosh. We were trying to focus on way too much. Yeah. We had, okay. we had way too much going on when we were doing staging. So I think we were, we were, I think pretty strategic where when it was just us two and we hadn't built out our team yet, we were trying to be like our own assistants. We were trying to be the movers. We were trying to be like the designers. It was just a lot. And we learned how to, um, I think delegate a little bit okay, and good. we grew our team a little bit. And then we kind of, Olivia started heading staging and I started heading interior design. And then mm -hmm. once Nina left, we were like, okay, we're kind of forced to make this decision mm -hmm. but we sat down and decided to do it strategically and i think that the staging part of it has its own headaches mm. it's okay. very customer service driven i would think it's very res goals um 
driven too, because if you, the house doesn't sell for some reason, that that's an extra burden that could or could not be placed on the staging, mm -hmm. I, I would think. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine you guys would have any issues, but I'm really curious. I guess what I'm really trying to drive at here is because, um, like I said, Olivia said that you're not doing the staging anymore. Mm -hmm. What led to that decision of just not doing the staging at all and, and moving to a full service interior design firm and all the headaches that brings? <laughs> Like we said, when Nina left, it kind of made us sit sit back and, and take a look at our company from a holistic standpoint. Mm -hmm. um, we previously, when we were doing staging, um, our, our focus was really divided. Um, anytime mm -hmm. a staging job would come up, we kind of had to drop everything else that we had going on to be all hands on deck to get this house staged. Okay. Um, and it was just logistically really tough. Uh, and I think I, I was at that point just really burnt out and the thought of finding somebody else to take Nina's place and, and, uh, you know, we're never going to find another Nina. No. So no. Nina was <laughs> was really that she critical. She was really critical. Yeah. Oh, and we cried a lot recently yeah, was... with her being so far away in Mexico. <laughs> I had also I grew up with. I mean, yeah. I went to high school with her, and so she was a really Aww. good friend of mine. Um, yeah. But yeah, so when she left, it, it it wasn't that her leaving was the really the deciding factor that for us to stop staging. But we wanted to figure out where our where we all saw our company going in the future in five years, ten years, fifteen years, mm -hmm. um, and really we wanted to focus on the design um, because it, from a logistical standpoint, we wouldn't have to have all the inventory. We wouldn't have to have yeah. a huge warehouse space. We would be able to grow our team um, with a more focused mindset and not have all mm -hmm. these different roles that were just kind of, you know, bleeding together because we are a tight knit team. Um, so it just, it made sense for us and in the growth of our company um, we do have now these vacation, these short-term vacation rentals, long-term vacation rentals, um, and we wanted to focus our energy into our design so that we could help design those uh, short-term rentals, and, and it all kind of like goes together. We have um, quarterly partner meetings where we kind of sit down and strategize, um, talking about you know finances, goal setting, strategies for the company, and staging kind of just started to show itself as a distraction instead of a step towards the goals that we're trying to meet mm -hmm. next year, three years, five years, 10 years down the road. Um, it kept showing itself as a distraction and we mm -hmm. wanted to take steps that not only, um, worked well for the business, but were positive for us and our family because our company, our brand is always about family first. And that's important, right? What makes you happy as well as business owners, if you're going to put that, that much sweat, uh, blood and tears into it? Yeah, Lots. we started this company <laughs> to have a brand and a company to work for, which we felt like was missing for us. Um, mm -hmm. We all left the corporate world because we weren't working for places that were brands and that we just want, we created the company we wanted to work for. Yeah. So which one? I know you haven't not been doing staging, a double mm -hmm. negative there for, for long, but which one is more lucrative so far, do you think? Or do you know? I think, does I mean, staging kind of has, uh, <laughs> it, for us, it had a cap. We only okay. have so much oh. warehouse space. We only have, you know, we can't, mm -hmm. we couldn't stage an endless amount of homes, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think, and especially in the slower months and with COVID and all, it was really uh -huh. unpredictable. 
Okay. Um, the market here was really, it was really high for a long time. And then it kind of, now it's sort of settled down a bit and it's, it, we had to rely on the market more with staging and with mm -hmm. design. I think every, for us, it, there's a lot more potential to make uh, more money. Yeah. I and yeah. I mean, to be honest, mm -hmm. where we live is a very affluent area. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. okay. Santa Barbara, when it is affected by the market, it doesn't, it's not such high swings and such low lows as it is in other places in right. the United States. So it does affect our company, but I don't think it affects our company quite to the degree of other places around the United States. That's important, especially as we're facing maybe a possible economic downturn. And yeah, interior design is exactly. interior design is, and I'm holding up for those watching on the YouTube channel, finger quotes, a recession proof business because it's mm. a luxury service, right? Right. Um, right. But I think that is that it does depend a lot on, on where you live. And I think Santa Barbara is a great, <laughs> great place yeah. for that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, there's pros and cons to it. It is a very expensive place to live. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. it can be really tough. Um, yeah. But. I think that the market with selling homes, that kind of caps what you can do with staging. But yeah. to be honest, there really is money here for interior design and in the surrounding areas around Santa Barbara. Yeah. And that, that's true across the country, depending yeah. on where you're at. Again, like exactly. Because it, it is a recession proof yeah. kind of thing. The yeah. people who yeah. could afford you are still going to be able to afford you. So that's the good news there. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you give new designers or, you know, decorators going into the industry who are thinking about, hey, maybe I'll do staging, maybe I'll do do interior design. I'm not quite sure which. What mm -hmm. what advice would you give? We'll start with you, Olivia. For uh, It's easy to say, you know, just to do what makes you happy. <laughs> um, for us, I think... It's a lot easier um, said than done. Yeah. Yeah. Not, with, al not always the right advice, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. And with staging, I mean... There's so much that goes into it logistically. And yes, it is a service that is very necessary, especially for the real estate market. Um, but I think you just have to be prepared for people to think that you are designing their house like as an interior <laughs> designer. Mm -hmm. um, right. every, everybody has opinions. People who have lived in their homes for 20 years, it's hard for them to see it look a different way. Yeah. Um, and so you just, you really have to be prepared for those opinions. Um, with design, these people come to you for a change, you know, they, they want yeah. to make a change to their space. Or their real estate agent has explained to them they need to have a change. Yeah. <laughs> and so they still might be resistant to it. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense, right? So when for the interior design firm, you have a lot more um, creative control, right? Yeah. It seems like, because well, I remember yeah. when I was first starting out doing in the interior design, I would do some staging consultations. Mm -hmm. And I was always the bad guy. Always yeah. the bad yeah. guy for the realtor. I'd have to say, okay, because I would, I was telling people in the nicest way possible, all their little personal identifying things uh. need to come down out of the house, and they took it per. They didn't like it. It was, it was yeah. always a little bit of it. Yeah, right. Their yeah. owner specific yeah. style, <laughs> personal items. Yeah, yeah, it's not for everybody. Though it might be really cool and perfect for their home, it's not for everyone. If you've been listening to the show for a while, then you are probably aware that Wingnut Social is a digital marketing agency for the interior design industry. We do full service social media marketing, search engine optimization, and all of that good stuff. And we do a damn good job, if I do say so myself. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to Ann Gilliard of Grow Playrooms. I would 
So highly recommend Wingnut, and here are several reasons why, and not to mention just the followers that we gained, which, by the way, was like 3,000 to 37,000 in a matter of months. Um, but they are responsive to every tiny little question that I have. They are so knowledgeable about everything that I might need knowledge about. And they've also taken away the fact that I need to know anything about it, which is probably the best part. Um, and, you know, they have taken over different aspects of Instagram for us from commenting, commenting to doing the DMs, and it's just decreased the amount of time that I've needed to be involved, and I know that it's in really good hands. Um, they also got our voice super fast. Um, so all in all, like just uh, treats to work with, and um, I would do it a thousand times over. Thank you so much, Anne. We have loved working with you and Grow Playrooms and everything that you're doing over there has been amazing and we appreciate you so much. So if you're interested in finding out more about our services here at Wingnut Social, give us a call at 786-206-4331 or hit that website up, wingnutsocial.com and click that little let's chat button and let's see how we can work together to take your business from meh to amazing. For those designers who maybe aren't aware or are just getting into the industry or who haven't don't have any experience with staging, how does it differentiate from traditional interior design? Just so we can nail that home and then I'll have another question for you. The big thing with staging is that it has to appeal to the masses. Um, yeah. While we, we did like to look at it more as a, a more carefully curated design job, it was at the base of it, it was meant to be visually appealing to the most amount of people possible mm -hmm, yeah. um with design you can be more specific to the owner to the person who's going to live in the space and you can kind of you know give a different sort of flair to it than you would with you can get a little more funky and fun yeah yeah i could see where as creatives that would be a lot more fulfilling and oh, rewarding. Yes. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you're not the bad guy. <laughs> and designing a house for a family to actually live in is oh, yeah. mm. so gratifying mm -hmm. um, to, to right. design it to their lifestyle and, and really create a space that you know is going to comfort them and make them happy. That, to me, at least, is the most – you can't replace that feeling. Uh, yeah. With staging, it's obviously just a little bit less personal. Yeah. Okay, so so it is a different business model, and I imagine mm -hmm. there's different um, standard standard operating procedures, different workflows. How did you guys build that? Was that just from the interior design jobs you you were doing sporadically while you were staging, or did you did you reach out to a business coach or something to set that up, or was it just we're from still actually cottage? trying to find mm -hmm. a business coach? Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> oh, I have a couple good ones. Let's talk yeah, after the yeah. show. Yeah, that would <laughs> be great. Um, that is yeah. something that I feel like it's like finding a therapist, finding a business coach, you know, finding a mentor. Those are so tough, but. I have I have a couple of excellent recommendations. Um, oh my gosh, that have been on the be show. Amazing. Katie McFarland, one one who's oh, on the I show. Oh, I just listened to that episode. She was great, <laughs> terrific. Desi Cresswell, who's oh. also been on the shows, terrific. It just it just really depends on who you align with, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, I, I can think of a couple more. Um, I'll send you afterwards. I think, but they've been they're friends. They're friends of the show, and they 
they're they're excellent. I I only hear good things from them from their clients, and uh, we have quite a few wingnut clients who are clients of theirs as well. Oh, cool! So nice. we get good feedback there. So free plug, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice. All right. So uh, now something that you guys are doing with your interior design firm is you're kind of kind of aiming into a niche on hospitality, mm-hmm. or at least as a subcategory in your interior design. So mm-hmm. um, talk us through that. What's what's going on with the hospitality sitch? I think it all just centers around the idea of family. Yeah. Okay. Squarely where it stemmed from. Right. Okay. We, um, like I mentioned before, we were flipping houses previously um, with the pandemic and the market going crazy. It just became too much of a risk for us. Um, and so we decided to refocus on, you know, we live in this beautiful place that people love to come visit. Um, and it's such a huge vacation spot for families. And we wanted to create spaces where families could come and enjoy our beautiful city together, uh, not just in a hotel. Um, and we really wanted to focus on giving them that sort of five-star experience without the actual hotel Mm-hmm. Um, experience. <laughs> I, I think guess. part of that too is we veered away from flipping because we have a very high standard for ourselves and our products that we put out, put out there. You need to create compromises when you're flipping and we are just not okay with that. <laughs> um, and so when we can design our own spaces uh, for people, for our clients and for um families, you know, for our vacation rentals, we get to make sure things are done to our standard. And then we can also have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. Flex our creative muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Try new things and annoy (laughs) our painters and fabricators. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was very annoying to my subs. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very annoying. Okay. So, and here's, here's a little secret. We were, I was holding this until now that you guys are actually um, semi-related. You guys are in-laws. Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. how do you ever get sick of each other? Do you ever want to just kill each other? I think maybe in the beginning when we were kind of learning <laughs> our work our style. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But no, I mean, I'm going to say this again. I've probably already said it 50 times, but like families first. So it's, yeah, it's we, I mean, honestly, though, at the end of the day, like she goes home to her home. And mm-hmm. I go home to my home. I think, um, but we then we don't have sleepovers every night. No. <laughs> well, that would but be like just weird. vacations. Yeah, <laughs> vacations are always together. If we take time off, it's oh, usually cool. together. <laughs> um, it is a little. So, would different. you say so, you guys are best friends or are really good friends yeah. as well as in laws, sisters yeah. in law? Right? Yeah, we definitely same same but different. Yeah. We we enjoy each other. We, we do hang out on our free time, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're like, are we going to go bowling this weekend? Or let's that's take the cool. kids that's to important. zoo lights. Yeah. It so, definitely does. I mean, working with family definitely has its challenges. But yeah. I will also say that it's not just us. My brother and her husband also work with us. Yeah, um, I never get a break from him. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> he doesn't so. have a different home to go to. We're yeah. all the way, always together. <laughs> So sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, guys. Is there, is there anything I've forgotten to ask you on on the subject of having a staging firm versus a full service interior design firm that I forgot to ask you, or any uh, additional advice you'd like to give the emerging designer or veteran designers there, or kicking around any of this for staging? Um, some advice is you really need to be able to plan out um, your finances because. 
having inventory, storing that inventory can get really expensive. And it is a business where a lot of times people are just breaking even Mm -hmm. um, because as, as you start to do well, more people want to hire you. So you need more inventory. So you need more space. And it's just Mm -hmm. like this endless cycle. And it is, you have to be very strategic if you want to make that a profitable, profitable business. And with your pricing, right? You have to price yourself. Depending on how the market's doing, is it, you know, a great time of year, people buying homes and stuff and you can raise your prices uh, or, you know, is it tougher? Mm -hmm. So there's just a lot that goes into it. And I think if you're going to start staging, you really need to sit down and have a plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, going in and offering maybe like dipping your toes in the water by like, like redesigning Mm -hmm. existing spaces and freshening up what people already have. How do you feel about just consultations? Maybe just just going in and giving like an hour consultation of this is what you should do to get your house sellable. Give me my check. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're getting those like practice with the sales pitch too, you know, and you're getting yeah. used to talking to different types of personalities. And um, maybe you're there just because a real estate agent wants you to talk, but the owner is very anti, but you know. They're just offering to talk to you to talk to you. So you're you're getting good practice no matter what. Do you have to have inventory to be a stager? Is there like some kind of uh, mass central rental kind of hub? I think there is a business model where people rent, stagers mm-hmm. rent their furniture. But um, for us, we just, we felt like we didn't, we're control freaks yeah. by nature. We didn't have the control <laughs> so that. much with that. I am a Capricorn, <laughs> so I am the most. <laughs> Yes, you yeah. are. Yes, she is. Uh, <laughs> I, at least now, in my 30s, I can accept it. And yeah, Listen, yeah. admitting it is half the battle, right? Yeah, Olivia, what yeah. sign are you? I need to know now. I'm a Pisces. Oh, Pisces. So, yeah. Which, funny, Capricorns yeah. and Pisces usually, maybe that's why it was, I, w- I don't want to say tough, but we had like moments where we were really learning to work together. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. 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 Pisces are very private, but they are very emotional, but they're, uh-huh. you wouldn't know it. <laughs> well, you know <laughs> it, but you me. know it. <laughs> <laughs> Until you do. Until they uh, let you know it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I fascinated I with that. Sorry. Yeah. I keep my, I keep my uh, friends who are in the inner circle are constantly on my emotional roller coaster with me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've known quite a few Pisces in my life. Never dated any, though. <laughs> Um, thank goodness. No, just kidding. <laughs> Olivia, do you have any last words of advice for interior designers who are in this uh, storm of do I do staging? Do I do interior design? Maybe do I do both? Yeah, you know, don't do both. Don't do both. I don't <laughs> okay, recommend both. that. Um, Unless I mean, you really cap the amount of interior design work that mm-hmm. you do or or staging. Yeah. yeah. I, I, as long as you have a plan. Yeah. I agree. I think- Pick a lane. Yeah, yeah. Elaine. I, I think for us, especially in the last year or so, the, the word of the year has been focus for us. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were doing everything, staging, design, vacation rentals, it was just way too much. Our, our focus was not, uh, we weren't able to focus on anything because we had too many things that we were supposed to be working on. So um I think whether you're trying to decide if you want to be a stager or a designer or possibly both, I think the biggest thing for me at least has been make sure you have something that you can really focus on and make sure you have the time and the resources to focus on that to be able to grow your business in the way that you want to grow it. Um, I will also say with design, 
managing clients is is definitely a tough a big part of our company and a big part of your business mm-hmm. as a designer. Um, so make sure as a designer that you set boundaries, um, set expectations early on, make right. sure that your client is on the same page with you and, and understands when you can communicate, how you can communicate, what those sort of boundaries are. Uh, for us, we work Monday through Friday, nine to five. We don't respond to text messages on the weekends. We don't take calls after 5 p.m. You know, it's it's just very, you need to be able to create that work-life balance or else your clients are going to think that they can just constantly be texting and calling you. And we learned that the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> And they'll try you. They'll try oh, yeah, you. They, they want it. They're like little kids. Will. They'll try oh. you. Yeah. To, to see what they can get away with in the beginning. So it's so yep. important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for Absolutely. that advice. Yeah. So now, Katie and Olivia, I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? Ooh, yes. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Um, decide amongst yourselves who wants to go first. The first question is, what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Go ahead. Mine would be, I'll live a little. My uh, my my nickname is Olive, and I just oh, okay. I like to seize the moment in my life. So I'll live a little. I'll live a little. <laughs> nice, very cute. Yeah. Kate. Hashtag. Uh, well, <laughs> wait. What were we saying before the episode? You like napping. Well, I was gonna say <laughs> what my what my because I know that you asked these questions. What my answer was gonna be was hashtag napping. I love a nap. I barely get them, but I love a nap. <laughs> Um, but we were saying something funny like before, but yeah, there's no shame hashtag in that. Nap. It's like, is she, is she in there? Is she not? Hashtag dirt nap. <laughs> <laughs> You're stuck on a deserted Island, but you can have one food forever. What's it going to be? Olivia. <laughs> oh, yeah. say it. Hash- yeah, I was going to hashtag it, but <laughs> nope, not hashtag, uh, wine. I would say probably wine. That's nice. grapes, right? Grapes. That's right. Grapes. It's basically yeah. a salad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Katie, what's yours? I'm gonna be so boring, but I honestly really do love a salad. I like just a big old bowl full of veggies. I know her yeah, face; she's a- like rolling her eyes. <laughs> I, I know. So I, I'll be I, like, Katie, what are you craving? She's like, I want vegetables. I'm fine. <laughs> Love vegetables. I wish I craved <laughs> yes, vegetables. Right? I would Same. I would have I would be forty pounds lighter if I craved vegetables. Same girl. I mean I also love chocolate and donuts and french fries and all oh, that. Well, but like Okay, good. I you've, yeah. you've restored my faith. Yeah. <laughs> but I do just I love a vegetable. Please recommend a book that has impacted you either personally or professionally, Olivia. Kristen Hanna Night Road, I think is my all time favorite book. I, okay, being more. a family person is it's at the core of who I am. I love my family. I love my people. And that book just really it got me good. It was, it was really <laughs> emotional. Um, uh-huh. But the story was really beautiful. It was really, really There's those really Pisces good. emotions, see? Oh, yeah. You know, of course, that's me. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> Capricorn Katie, what's yours? Um, Capricorn Katie, I like that. Actually, that would be a good hashtag for my tombstone because it <laughs> would late. explain who Too I am. Too late, you're dirt napping. What's, what's your book? Dirt napping. <laughs> um, the Alice Network. It's just a bunch of badass women that I just can't imagine. I can't. It's it was amazing. It's an amazing story. I have one bonus fire round question because recently mm-hmm. we had um, Paul and Susan Cadillac guest host the show. And they did a great job. Thank you again, guys, for that. When I was out um, with some medical situations and Paul asked his bonus question on the fire round was, if you could choose one word to describe your interior design firm, what would it be? Family. (laughs) Yeah, family. Love Uh it. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, 
please tell the audience where they can go to find out more about you and Hearth Homes, and we'll call it a day. Yeah, you can go to our website at hearthhomes.com. Um, and then our Instagram is just at Hearth Homes Interiors. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. You've been a great guest. Thank, thank you, you for so having much. us. Thanks for having us. All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and we really appreciated you telling us your journey. And that's not a not a small thing, right, to pivot in that direction. And it does seem like with Nina retiring or from your firm, at least, and moving to Mexico, that your hand was forced, but in a good way. It's so funny how the universe will put those opportunities in our way. Everything, I'm a firm believer that um, everything that's meant to be is meant to be. It, it happens. You know what I mean? I did not say that very well, but I think you know where I was going with that. So thank you so much for joining us. So if you're out there and you have a staging firm, or if you have an interior design firm and you're thinking of pivoting one way or the other, I do hope that this episode was helpful. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a lovely, juicy, fat review on uh, whatever whatever the hell you're listening to this podcast on, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps us out and helps uh, interior designers and such find us and helps them with their business. So I love it. If you aren't on YouTube, if you haven't watched our shows on designed uh, on YouTube designed by Wingnut Social, you're missing out a little bit because it's one thing to hear us be crazy and informative. It's another thing to see it. <laughs> so again, that's designed by Wingnut Social over on YouTube. Go run over Run, run, don't walk. Subscribe to that. Tell your friends what the hell. Tell your enemies. And that is it for this week. Remember to check out wingnutsocial.com if you need help with digital marketing for your home pro business, your interior design or architect business. Or if you're a to-the-trade home furnishers, a man, home furnitures, <laughs> home furnishing manufacturer, we do all of that. If you want anything from this episode, any notes, any little tidbits or the book recommendations, that will be in the show notes over at wingnutsocial.com as well. All right, that's it for this Wednesday's episode. Remember, until next time, to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head over to wingnutsocial.com or call us at 786-206-4331 to see how we can help take your business from meh to amazing. We'll see you on the next episode of Designed by Wingnut Social, your digital marketing tightly fastened. And we're talking about transitioning from being an interior design staging firm. I guess, uh, let me restate that, sorry. <laughs> I'm already here. I'm going to start that whole thing over again. Okay. This, this is why I have producers. And with your pricing, right? You have yeah, to price and pricing. Yeah. And pricing can fu fluctuate depending on... <laughs> can, <We're> almost, <laughs> pricing. <laughs> the Alice Network. Who's the author? Who? Google. Oh, Google. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Simple and easily, easily. Yeah. <laughs> Are you thinking about diarrhea? I don't know why I'm short of breath today. I'm probably just dying. It's probably just going to be a heart attack. It's nothing to worry about. Are you thinking of transitioning from your butt to your elbow? Good boy, Mango.